Welcome to Driven by Wellness. I'm Louise. And I'm Dane. And our aim is to take you with us as we travel from London to Australia, sharing our adventure on the road while giving you health and fitness tips from our van. Our mission is to empower CrossFitters to excel in both their training and daily lives through tailored online nutrition and lifestyle coaching. Welcome to today's episode, Unlocking Wellness, from daily rituals to aging gracefully. We all have our daily rituals, those non-negotiables that set the tone for our day. But as we go through the motions of life, how do we ensure that we're not just living, but we're thriving? Today, we'll dive into the foundational elements of wellness, highlighting the activities that ignite our passion and the strategies for maintaining vitality throughout life. So hello, welcome to our first question and answer style podcast. So hopefully each week, hopefully each week, we will start putting out a podcast that focuses on the questions that you sent in to us or that have come from our one-to-one coaching clients. So yeah, this is our first one and this one's going to be all about wellness. Uh, So as we sit here, we're currently in our London flat, clearing everything out and we're four days away from our flight to Australia. So the last few weeks have been hectic to say the least. (laughs) As we try to get everything organized, packing and sorting and getting rid of everything basically. But we're nearly there. We're nearly there. Finally. (laughs) So let's get into today's questions. The first question that we have for you or for us today is what do we consider the components of wellness and how should these be prioritized? So when we look at wellness, it's achieved by a combination of emotional, environmental, physical, mental, social, and spiritual health. So basically when we talk about wellness, wellness incorporates everything in our day-to-day lives. It expands and goes further just than just health and fitness alone. Health and fitness is just a segment of wellness. But when we look into each of these components, if we have a look at emotional health, we are talking about how we express and how we handle our feelings. So it's all about managing and understanding our emotions. Then we have environmental health, which is our surroundings, where we live, the quality of our air, the water, and how they have an effect on our well-being. We have mental health, which is how we think, we feel, we act and how we cope with life's challenges and making good decisions around them. Physical health, which I hope a lot of those that are listening to this podcast already know, it's the condition of our body. So this involves staying active, eating right, trying to limit or avoid any harmful habits that we may may have on a daily basis our social health getting along with others or how we get along with others 
It's all about how we build and maintain good relationships with those around us. And then we also have our spiritual health, which is finding our purpose, connection, whether that's through beliefs, nature, or a sense of something bigger than our help, uh, than ourselves. So these are what one, two, three, four, five, six components, or the six main components. I wouldn't really say that one is a higher priority than the other. Like we need all of them to be well. But you may find throughout your life or throughout your day to day that the priority of each one may change. So again, not that one is more important than the other, but depending on what we have on in our daily lives, these may change. So you could potentially think of this as like a radar chart, if anybody knows what a radar chart is. If you don't, I'll try and do my best description of this that I can. If you think of a, a circle or a wheel, yeah, potentially, okay. And if you split it down into, or split that wheel up into six segments and label the segment segments naught on the inside and then 10 on the outside, you can then plot on to each segment on a naught 10 scale, your rating of health in each one of those different components of wellness and then once you've completed or once you've plotted that out it'll plot you a shape and in an ideal world we want this shape to be as circular as possible if you think about trying to then roll this shape down a hill ideally we want it to roll as <laughs> smoothly as possible <laughs> if it doesn't then it'll highlight an area that at that moment in time we may, may need to work on so Look at this as a radar chart. And again, it's not that they all need to be at 10, but you want to try and create as much of a balance as possible across these six segments. Basically, you don't want any ones or twos, ideally. Yeah, in an ideal world, we don't want any ones or twos, or that will highlight an area that we may need to work on or we need to yeah. spend our time with. And again, this, I'm repeating myself like a parrot here, this may change dependent on what you have going on in your life. So for example, you may find that if we think of physical health as staying in good physical condition through training and nutrition, you may find that during the holiday seasons that you may not be able to train as often as usual. You may be more social with friends and family members. So your nutrition, may not be as takes a backseat basically yeah take a little <laughs> bit of backseat or it might not be as clean as it as your usual diet may be or nutrition may be but because you're spending a lot of time with family and friends even though your physical health may drop a tiny bit you may find that your social health basically our relationships with others will then increase so again it's not that it's bad that our physical health has have dropped slightly because we then increase with our social health. So this is how you need to see this. It's not about getting it perfect. 
It's just trying to keep it as balanced as we possibly can or to focus in on the areas that stop in, stopping that shape from rolling down the hill. As nutrition, lifestyle and CrossFit coaches, we tend to focus more on the health and fitness sides of things. We believe that when you work on your health and fitness, it affects the other areas of your life or the other areas of your health, shall we say, of our wellness and vice versa. The more that we start to focus in on eating well, looking after our bodies, um, looking at after the habits in our lifestyle that improves our health, then naturally our environmental health, our social health, our emotional health all starts to improve off the back of that. And again, when we start to look after our emotional health, our mindset, our feelings, we naturally want to start to look after our body as well. So we are big believers that when you improve one area, all areas improve up to the point that they're balanced. Um, from a health and fitness point of view, we could potentially simplify this down into what three to five main categories. If we were to simplify that into three categories, we have exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle. If we were to potentially try and simplify this into five categories, you'll be looking at movement. I'm going to try and remember all these <laughs> off the top of my head. Movement, stress. Nutrition. Nutrition. Sleep. Sleep. And change or... Or mindset there as well. So if we want to condense those further in a health and fitness sense, that's how we could condense it down for, let's say, wellness for health and fitness. So as we as we mentioned at the beginning, it's not that one should be necessarily prioritised over the other or that one is more important than the last. It's that they're all important to live a good, fit, well life. We just might put a little bit more emphasis on one than we would do on another, depending on what our life is looking like at that moment in time. So that's question number one. Okay, second one was, what are some of the most underrated or under-recognized elements of wellness? Now, you probably hear this a lot from good coaches, uh, the basics or the foundations, which sometimes the basics aren't necessarily always the basics. <laughs> um, but putting these into categories, I'll try to limit to a maximum of three, otherwise it could go on and on. But talking about emotional health, we're thinking like expressing feelings in a healthy way that could be through talking or it could be through journaling uh, things like setting boundaries so whether that's your time at work like having your switch off time at the end of the day or making sure you're prioritizing prioritizing time with the family or not having your phone while you're having dinner uh, it could be practicing like stress reducing techniques like deep breathing or meditation or just sitting still and being more mindful. Uh, and when you look at your environmental health, so like we said earlier, this can be spending time in nature, getting in the fresh air, 
and it could even be things like just keeping your living spaces clean and organized uh, I know it makes such a difference if your house is tidy it makes everything else feel more organized uh, especially I think if you're working at home as well uh, the mental health so this could be engaging in like stimulating activities that could be reading for example um, even doing puzzles or something like this uh, making sure we're setting aside time for relaxation I think some of us just get so caught up in the day-to-day -day and we can be non-stop from first thing when we wake up until our head hits the pillow at night so making sure we're prioritizing a bit of downtime for ourselves uh, and another thing which I think is often overlooked is avoiding overconsumption of negative news or media. If you ever watch the news, you'll notice pretty much everything on there is negative. Any articles you read, it all seems to be pretty bad news. <laughs> um, I think one thing for us is that we're glad that, kind of glad, that <laughs> we haven't had a TV like while we've We've had an actual TV, but not being like watching the news or anything. So maybe I don't know if that's always a, a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, we tend to be a little <laughs> oblivious, behind, oblivious <laughs> of the news, and you may struggle to catch up with the events with others. But yeah, one good thing about not having a TV or even have a radio to listen to is we we kind of block out. We block out a lot of the negative. <laughs> So it comes through. I think hopefully that is part of the reason why we tend to be positive as well. Uh, and then moving on to physical health. So this could be your, your regular exercise, your training or any other physical activity, whether it's a, a sport or something else. Uh, and then eating your balanced diet with whole foods that's macro balanced as much as possible. And then my favorite one, prioritizing sleep uh social health this could be spending quality time with your loved ones with your friends and family and making sure you're actually prioritizing or blocking out time for that during your week actively listening when others speak as well uh, and then respecting boundaries and understanding the needs of others as well so if you're setting those boundaries for yourself we need to be mindful that other people do also have those boundaries as well. And then finally, the spiritual health. So engaging in practices that align with your personal beliefs, whether that's prayer or meditation. Um, it could just be spending some quiet time reflecting, or it could even be reading or learning about like different spiritual philosophies. Uh, or it could just be engaging in acts of kindness as well. So I would say these are some quite underrated and underrecognized and because they actually sound so simple. Um, and in the next episode, we're actually going to discuss a little bit about biohacking, which basically are these healthy, basic habits, shall we say? Yeah, we could have potentially added a lot more in each one of those categories, but we try to simplify it as much as possible to a maximum of three in each area, each area. But yeah, a lot of those will be or have been 
underrated and underrecognized, as Louise says, because they are so simple. People almost feel as if they're so simple that they won't have an impact. They won't have an impact. But to get the most out of your wellness, these we need to be working on elements that we can be consistent with. And if we try and pick something that's going to be too complicated or too crazy, it'll get to the point where we just won't do it anymore. So yeah, we're big believers that the basics will always be the most underrated and underrecognized elements of not just wellness, but health and fitness as a whole. So next, let's have a chat about aging and wellness. What do we think the effects of getting older are? And what could we do to reduce these effects? So sadly, aging is a natural process and it's going to bring around various changes within the body, the mind, health and fitness and our overall well-being. Some of the effects on the body are going to be physical changes, things like a reduction in muscle mass and strength, uh, bone density is a very common one, um, the increase in risk of ostre- osteoporosis. Yep. <laughs> yeah, osteoporosis. <laughs> metabolism. 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 Me- metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> metabolism. You should know by now. I know, Jesus. <laughs> metabolism, uh, which tends to slow down. And unfortunately, we leads to a little bit of weight gain as well as we age. Uh, mobility, these are just the physical changes. Then we have other changes like cognitive, hormonal, emotional. Um, they all come as we age, unfortunately. And aging is inevitable. But the way we age can be influenced by our lifestyle cho- choices, the habits and our environment. A lot of what we mentioned above are all healthy habits that we can bring in or become more prominent and important as we age. I think a, a big thing for me was when I was nursing for, well, before coaching, um, was how like lifestyle habits have such an impact on people as they age. Like we tend to just kind of go through the motions and then kind of let whatever happen is going to happen to us, happen to us. Um, But there's also so many things that we can do to maybe not completely avoid, but reduce the, the likelihood of getting these or reduce the impact that they have or maybe prolong our good health as long as we possibly can and for me that was like a a big eye-opener on why I wanted to make kind of make the switch into coaching as well like when you so I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here but when you saw like maybe young people like we'd say like 60 or 70 is still young and they've got all these like lifestyle diseases that could be prevented or min- minimized shall we say uh and then people like 
losing their loved ones like when they're so young as well so and I think for me having worked in healthcare that was a bit of a like I could see that but then for a lot of people health is not a priority and or as much as it should be and until it's too late yeah until it's too late and they don't realize like how we could actually like prevent this or minimize it as much as we can um so i think yeah big big reason for being able to coach is to be also be able to like educate people and help them live as long and healthy as they possibly can but like don said as well aging is inevitable so these things are going to happen but yeah it's just doing the best we can with with what we can control as well i think as we as we age the best way to reduce those effects is just trying to be as proactive as we possibly can what tends to happen for a lot of people is that when we're young we're very active um we can get away with a lot more because our bodies naturally recover at a faster rate as we get older we start to recover a lot slower and priorities in our life tend to change so a lot of us get a career we get a work job um, potentially some of us have children and then that becomes our main focus or priority in life and it naturally can drain our energy day to day so the lifestyle choices that we make outside of looking after our work looking after our family members our friends tend to be put on the back seat yeah. um, they're not have, prioritized as much we tend to prioritize everyone or everything else and almost forget about ourselves or yeah like don said make us second priority so i think as or to mitigate the effects of aging as much as possible and to enjoy a high quality of life especially into our later years you have to put a prioritization on your health your fitness and wellness as we age it becomes more important to be as consistent as we can with these healthy habits so yeah so to kind of give you a little bit more context on that things that we can be doing is for our physical health looking at strength training cardiovascular exercise making sure that we stay as mobile as possible so working on our flexibility working on our mobility diet trying to keep a balanced diet making sure that it's full of natural whole foods lean proteins healthy fats trying to minimize as much processed foods as possible making sure that we keep mentally stimulated so continuous learning if you're in the gym potentially if you're in the crossfit box looking at learning new skills um outside the crossfit box make sure that we keep learning and reading as much as we possibly can games are always a good thing for this as well staying connected with others um joining groups again if you're in a crossfit box you naturally do this anyway but away from physical exercise maybe joining 
groups outside of training. Things like book clubs tend to be a popular one. If you're interested in music, there's lots of music groups out. Or if you wanted to learn an instrument, things like that. And just making sure that you, you keep on top of things by getting checked regularly as well. It's very easy, if, easy for us to ensure that we're staying fit and healthy, but unless we are getting checked regularly, we don't really know what is happening on the inside. And this could be an easy way for us to make healthy habits just by seeing the numbers or getting some advice from a coach or a doctor. And then some of our wellness non-negotiables. So someone asked what are our personal non-negotiables that we do or or can't live without. Um, For me, it's training four to five times a week. Ideally, it's five times a week. Sometimes it's four. Occasionally, it's three, but that's okay. Um, Yeah, but just trying to get in those four to five sessions might not always necessarily be a full hour, but that's okay. Um, Just trying to make sure I get those in. Seven to eight hours of sleep. Ideally, eight doesn't always happen, but... (laughs) I definitely aim for eight every night. Uh, another one is no phone in the bedroom. Uh, and this means no scrolling before I go to bed. And it means no looking at my phone first thing in the morning. And also means that I never snooze, never hit that snooze button. Um, so I have my phone in the other room. So I have to get up when it goes off to turn it off. Uh Daily movement as well. So aside from training, this could be a walk or playing some kind of sport or doing an activity. Um, but Don will tell you how much I, I hate sitting still and I struggle to <laughs> sit still for long periods of time. Uh, the other one, no coffee after 1 p.m. And getting outside daily, which all, could also come under the daily movement as well and yeah well hopefully there's sunshine but not always guaranteed in London and for me some of the things that I'm working on it's not that these are non-negotiables but these are I say they're non-negotiable for me in trying to make sure that I keep working on them and that I'm constantly aware of these Um, None of these are perfect for me, but it's something that I always have to work on to try and perfect. So the first one's training. I aim for four to five sessions of training, being CrossFit per week. I aim for four to five sessions because if I think of the week as seven days, four to five is going to be over half. So I try and get half over half of my week of me being intentionally active by going to the gym as i'm aging two things that i really noticed have a big effect not just on my physical health but also on my mental health emotional health and how i feel is making sure that i try and get outside once a day so whether that's going for a walk or just spending some time out in the fresh air and my sleep 
in the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about biohacks or biohacking and experiments that we've personally tried. And sleep will be or has been one that I've been working on. So not that I get this many hours now, but it's something that well, Louise would wish wished I did. I wish, yeah. If there's one thing I could change. <laughs> but it is something that I'm working towards, of aiming to try and get eight to nine hours of sleep per night. Another one is my nutrition. Again, I'm not going crazy here. My main focus at the moment, or my non-negotiable focus, is trying to stick to a whole food based diet, trying to make sure that I eat as naturally as possible and try and limit or avoid as much processed foods as I can, which can be quite hard living in London with coffee shops, fast food places, it's too easy, <laughs> cafes, and lovely, lovely sweet pastries and <laughs> desserts everywhere. So that's always a battle. But trying to make sure that I stick to unprocessed foods as much as possible. And also I'm trying to work on working, sorry, working, eating within a time frame at the moment. So this is nothing crazy, but we try and eat within a 10 to 12 hour window. Again, on the next episode, I'll try and expand into that a little bit more. Uh, I'd say the main out of all the wellness categories that build up wellness, probably the main category that I'm working on currently is my spiritual health. So what I mean by that is just trying to find more purpose in my day to day, getting as much connection with nature as possible and making sure that I feel or I'm trying to be a part of something bigger than, than myself. And this is another reason why Wellness is such a big interest and focus for us at the moment. And another reason why we are having this move and adventure to Australia. Um, we truly believe that this is going to improve our wellness. Yes, get away from the, the stress and hustle and bustle of London. And also having to prepare our own food while we're living in a van everywhere we go. So yes, yeah, so spiritual health is something that is my main focus currently and something that's just becoming more and more of an interest for me as as I age. I sound like I'm so old. <laughs> I sound like I'm so old. I'm only 33. <laughs> We're all ageing slowly. So yeah, so there's some of our non, non-negotiables and I would call them more of non-negotiable focuses than non-negotiable habits because in health and fitness and wellness, there's always something that we need to work on. And there's always so much happening in our day-to-day lives that it's very easy for these habits and focuses to be pulled off track. Yeah, they don't always happen. We're not 100% compliant with these, definitely not, but yeah, something something for us to aim for and work towards. So yeah, that's our non-negotiables. Okay. That wraps up our first Q&A. So thank you for listening, if you've made it this far. A little bit of a longer one than last time, which is which is good. <laughs> so, yeah, please subscribe. 
and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode if you do have any other questions or topics that you would like us to talk about for future episodes um we could we can talk about anything <laughs> uh please drop us a message either of us a message on instagram and also if you're interested in finding out how we can help you build some of these habits into your daily life yeah again please drop either of us a message so we'll link our instagrams in the description below thank you cheers Thank you.